Well, hello there, wonderful teachers. I want to invite you to an event we're doing this summer. It's in Cincinnati, Ohio, so you have to be able to make it there, but it might be worth traveling for if you're able to. It's happening on July 20th and 21st, so that's over a weekend, and it's going to be the best two days for teachers. We're going to have a ton of fun. We're going to learn a lot about pedagogy and creative teaching and business. We have two fabulous guest speakers and we're even going to finish with an optional Kaylee. That's an Irish dancing party. So I hope you'll be able to join me. Just go to vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo that's dot com slash t-u-r-b-o 24 the numbers two four. I hope you'll check it out view all the details there and I hope to see you in Cincinnati in July. On with the episode. Vibrant, vibrant, vibrant music teaching. Proven and practical tips, strategies, and ideas for music teachers. This is episode 124 of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I'm Nicola Canton, and in this episode, we're going to talk lead sheets. Hey there, beautiful teachers, and welcome back. It is so great to be back with you again. If you are brand new to the show, then a huge warm welcome to you. It's great to have you joining us. Today, we're going to be talking about lead sheets. I believe lead sheets are one of those essential doors that we want to leave open to our piano students. So when I talk about doors we leave open, I'm talking about making sure we have a comprehensive curriculum that allows students to take whatever path they want to later. It's about not closing off any doors so that they can go wherever they want later down the track. It's not about creating amazing jazz musicians who can play from, you know, all the jazz standards from a lead sheet. It's about a basic understanding of lead sheets, a good way to get around them, and basically being able to fit in with any situation where they would be using one, like in a band or a lot of school bands I know will will use lead sheets for their music, or just being able to work up their own arrangement, their own simple arrangement of a piece they want to play, a song they want to play, or playing along with their friend who's a singer, right? All of these things they can learn by learning lead sheets. And it doesn't have to be a huge core component of your curriculum to be effective. It can be something you do in a couple of stints every year or a little bit each week. We have two fantastic courses for teaching lead sheets to your students. So the second one just came out today. The first one is called Lead Sheet Kickoff. And that is for anyone to get started with lead sheets is going to help you as a teacher to structure things so that even your brand new beginners can know what a lead sheet looks like and navigate one at their own level. That course takes them all the way up to a basic arrangement and the new course which just came out today is called lead sheet level up and that's going to give them some extra fun skills so it's going to get them more into using chord inversions, adding chord tones into their right hand and different left hand patterns. And it's really going to help them create full arrangements for themselves and basically look like a pro to anyone who's watching and really impress their friends, especially for teenagers. 
So those two courses teach you exactly how to do this. But one question I get a lot is, okay, great, but where do I find these lead sheets? And I know what you're talking about when you ask this question. I've struggled too. It's not easy to find good quality lead sheets. And I hope that someone solves this problem for us soon. I'm going to talk you through my favorite sources today to find lead sheets that really work for your students in a variety of different settings. So the first option, or the very first option if you're a member, is to just use the music that we've included within those courses. So we include sample lead sheets in there that are going to be appropriate for that course, but I also encourage teachers to go out and source their own. So where do you look for those? Well, the first option, if you are just looking for any lead sheet, right? If you just want to give your students some practice with playing from lead sheets, a great place to start is with folk songs, because obviously they're in the public domain, and a lot of people do organize them in a lead sheet format because that's really convenient for lots of different instruments and singers to get involved. So there's two sites uh, called Music for Music Teachers and Piano Song Download, which only include these songs that are in the public domain. If you're looking for folk songs more generally and you're open to figuring out the chords yourself, then you could use the Kadai Hub. So that's K-O-D-A-L-Y. That's how you spell Kadai with an accent on the A. You don't need that for a web address. So Kadai Hub. If you Google that, you'll come up with it. Or go to the show notes for this episode. I'll leave a link there. And they'll have uh, tons of folk songs. I mean, just an amazing resource. In terms of folk songs, most of them won't have the chord symbols above those, so they're not true lead sheets, although you could easily figure them out from there and have a wealth of folk songs at your fingertips. The next option, and probably what most of you are going to be more looking for, is single lead sheet downloads, meaning look up a pop song and get the lead sheet download. Now here's where we run into an issue, right? Because A lot of the sheet music sites out there don't seem to classify lead sheets as a separate thing. Unless I'm missing something, and a lot of you are too, it's not easy to filter down to that category. Even some of the sites that say lead sheets, they don't really mean it. So when I say lead sheet, I mean that we have a treble clef melody or melody line and chord symbols. That's what I want from a lead sheet. That's what I mean by it. It's different to what I'd call a chord chart, which is just the lyrics, no melody line, no written out melody, and the chords, right? Which is like a guitar tab, it's the same thing. So that's what I mean by lead sheet anyway. And I think is what most people mean, and yet they're not always a separate category. The one place that does include them as a separate category is Music Notes. So musicnotes.com. They have a lead sheet section, so you can actually browse there for lead sheets specifically. Otherwise, you really have to trawl through, and you can get lucky with a bit of Googling, but it does just take a bit of work to find specific songs. So we'll get to another option for that later. If you can't find, if your student wants to learn, you know, some song from Hamilton or whatever, and you want to teach it to them through a lead sheet, and you can't find an option, I will get to another option for you in a second. But I wanted to mention a good other option for you, and this is particularly for students who don't have a specific song in mind. So it's the students who, when you say, what do they want to learn? They say, oh, I don't know, something. 
but they want to learn pop and they can tell you that much, or they want to learn rock, or they want to learn some jazz. The Fake Books series by Hal Leonard are great for this, especially for getting beginner students started with lead sheets. So they call them the Easy Fake Books, and they have one that's just the Easy Fake Book, which is a whole mix of genres, and then they have different genre-specific ones. So for example, the Easy Pop Rock Fake Book, or the Easy, they do decades as well, Easy 70s Fake Book. These are really good for a student who really wants to get into playing in this way, and doesn't have specific requests, and needs a, a lot of pieces to work through. The only frustration with these is they're big books, and so therefore they come with, you know, a decent price tag on them because they're substantial. And for a lot of students, that's not what we want. We want one or two sheets. However, when you do want a lot of music, these are a great option. I particularly use them for adult beginners because lead sheets really suit a lot of my adults and it's a skill I want them to learn because it's going to really serve them well in terms of learning things independently possibly playing with other amateur musicians, that kind of thing. So these are a good option for them because they'll give them tons of fodder and they can pick something out. Like, you know, if they were a teenager in the 70s, then just pick the 70s book and that's going to be a lot of familiar music to them. Even if they don't love all of it, it's going to be familiar and that is important with lead sheets. So those are great. They're the easy fake books published by Hal Leonard. Okay, now. What do we do when none of those options work? As I mentioned, my fictitious student wants to learn a piece from Hamilton, and we can't find it in a lead sheet format, but that's how we want to learn it, for whatever reason, right? Okay, we have two options here. Option one is to start with a chord chart, and option two is to start with the sheet music. Okay? So, this choice isn't really a choice, it's whichever one you can find. So if you can find a chord chart, go with that. If you can find the sheet music, go with that. Let's say you can find a chord chart of this specific song. And to recap, what I mean by that is like a guitar tab. So where we have the lyrics written out and then just the chord symbols above those where the chord changes, right? So these are often free, which is handy because they're not copyrighted. You can't copyright chord progressions. And so you can find them for free legally a lot of the time. However, that can mean that users have uploaded them themselves, so be careful that they do actually, you know, check over the chords is what I'm saying. But once you have a good chord chart, that's a great starting point, especially if it's in the original key. And from there, you can get your student to figure out the melody line by ear and notate it themselves. I prefer them to do this by hand. You can absolutely get them to do it digitally, or you can do it digitally if you like, but I prefer them just to write it out on some good old-fashioned manuscript paper, because they're going to learn so, so much from the process of doing that. So get them to write it out, the treble clef melody, write out the notes, and copy in the chords above that, and gradually figure out the rhythm. You can do this across many, many weeks, that's absolutely fine. And it's going to be a great process for your student. And they'll be patient, you know. In most cases, they can be patient. They know you're going out of your way to make sure they are learning pieces that they really, really love. So do this over several weeks and just take a few minutes out of each lesson to work on it together. Or, of course, your student can carry on it with it at home. Just be careful with that. 
not don't assign it, but don't get frustrated if they're not working on it at home. If they're not, it's probably because they're a bit intimidated by the process and they're finding it hard. So you will need to set aside a few minutes of lesson time to work on this with most students until they get really confident figuring stuff out by ear. After they've written it out by hand, you might have them put it into MuseScore or something to and print it out to make it look clean and tidy and professional, or just copy it out on a fresh page to make it even neater, you know, through the working out process. It ended up a bit messy. That's the first option, is to start with a chord chart, and then you just need to figure out the melody. If you have sheet music, you can still turn that into a lead sheet. The first thing is, in some cases, it already will be a lead sheet. <laughs> it's just got a, some extra stuff on it. So a lot of music that's out there, and particularly with this example of musicals, this often happens, where it's actually got a vocal line and piano accompaniment, and the chords written in as well. Because it's, you know, it's designed for a variety of different instruments to be able to play from it. So, if that's the case, you can just scrap that piano accompaniment, nice as it might be, or even take ideas out of it for the arrangement, and just use the vocal line and the chords. And you can even, again, get your student to copy that out on a separate piece of paper, so that they're not distracted, so that the notation can be a bit bigger, and they have their lead sheet. That's done. If you don't have that, you've got a great opportunity for working on chord analysis <laughs> and harmony with your student. So if you have a, a full arrangement of the piece and it has the melody in there and some kind of accompaniment, that's going to be based off the chords, okay? If it's a pop song, that's what's going to be happening. So what you need to do first is pick out the melody. Now, sometimes this is just the right hand but sometimes it's not. So you're going to need to look with your student and see whether the melody is sitting on top of some accompaniment within the right hand, some chord tones, stuff like that. And if that, or the little filler bits, all of those, those things. So the best thing I think to do with that is just get a highlighter and have them highlight the actual melody notes. And you can do this just by playing and singing the tune. You know, if they want to learn this song, they know what the tune actually is. So just highlight the notes that are actually from the melody and then rewrite them again on some blank staff paper, put it into notation software. And then you're going to want to analyze what the chords are. Now, use your discretion here. In a lot of cases, it's going to be pretty easy. So all you need to get your student to do is Look at all the notes in that bar or that section of a bar or measure and play them together instead of separate. So <laughs> a lot of cases, it's just going to be like a root five root in the left hand or it's going to be an arpeggio. If you just get them to play all of the notes in that bar or measure, then they're going to have created a chord. And if it doesn't look like a chord, just change the order of the notes. So let's say it's you know, it was E, C, G in that order. So they play them in that order on the piano and you say, okay, shuffle those around until they're closer together. And they eventually land at the root position and say, oh, it's a C major chord. Great. So now they write in C above that particular bar. See what I mean? So we're just going through like that and combining things. And I'm jumping in. You can jump in to help them when you know there's a sticky spot coming up. So when you know, when you can see that there's a seventh chord 
or you can see that there's a passing tone that's not relevant, you can help them based on your student's level and what you think they're capable of analysing. But the one thing I don't want you to do is to do it all for your student in between the lessons. Number one, because I know you don't have time to do that. You don't have time to just sit around making lead sheets for your student. And number two, even more importantly, because you're stealing from their learning. If you did this with your student in the lesson, they would learn so much from the process and they would eventually, eventually be able to do this independently, right? We want them to be able to learn the music they want to learn down the track. And if they're reliant on you creating a lead sheet of this music, they can only learn stuff that you provide for them. They're never going to be able to, you know, 20 years down the track, look up the latest musical that they love and make a lead sheet for the music because they want to create their own arrangement, right? So we want to be building those independent skills and to do that, it's best that you do it together. To just do it in the lesson, yes, it'll take some time, but yes, it is absolutely worth it. So there you have it. That's tons of different options for you for lead sheets. If you just want some type of lead sheet, go with folk songs and look them up. They're in the public domain. You'll find some lead sheet options out there for that. If you want books with just a variety of lead sheets, the Hal Leonard Easy Fake Book series are great for that. If you can find your students' request on musicnotes.com, they have a good lead sheet section. Or you can go trawling through Google. And if you're stuck, create your own lead sheet, either starting with sheet music or starting with a chord chart and filling in the gaps from there. I hope you have found this dive into lead sheets helpful and that it inspires you to explore this more with your students. I'd love it if you shared your top resources for finding lead sheets in the Facebook group, because I'm sure I've missed some out. So let me know what your favorites are in the Facebook group or on the show notes for this episode at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash 124. Coming up next week, we're going to be talking about mm, some strategies around teaching reading, but that's not really what we're talking about. What I'm sharing with you is a strategy session, an excerpt from a coaching call with one of the members of Vibrant Music Teaching, and it's going to be a great opportunity to think about thinking strategically, right? So it's not just about what we're discussing together, which is around reading. It's about the process we go into to figure out the crux of the issue, to figure out the real problem that's happening with her students reading. So I hope you'll join me back here for that one. And until then, I hope you have a wonderful week. Members, if you haven't checked it out already, our brand new course, Lead Sheet Level Up, is ready for you. Go to the video library to check it out. And if you're not a member, you can go to vmt.ninja and sign up to get instant access. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I hope you loved it and I wanted to pop on here one more time to remind you about our event. It's happening in Cincinnati this July and you can get all the details at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo. See you there.